0: Welcome to Go Find Out, the Career Switch Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jellif Russell, author, career coach, and speaker, bringing you actionable ideas from knowledgeable guests on how to successfully kick your fears to the curb to go after your career goals. You can find more episodes by visiting GoFindOutPodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out welcome back to go find out the career switch podcast i'm your host jennifer jellif russell and this is episode number 71. today i'll be interviewing andrea galbraith about her journey from social worker to starting a thriving succulent business but first let's jump into my personal update hey career switchers so we are finally rounding the corner into spring here in maine which is good because we are definitely out of firewood However, before we can get to actual spring, we have to get through what's known as the Spring of Deception here in Maine, also known as mud season. Basically, we'll have a few beautiful days in the 60s, which is just enough to make you start thinking of planting those seedlings or buying some fun flowers to plant outside, but it's a trick! It's the Spring of Deception and if you plant anything during this time, you will be so sorry when we get that random May frost. So right now, all of my farm efforts are going into starting seedlings indoors. Part of those seedlings will be for sale to my neighbors, and the other seedlings will actually plant in our greenhouse when the ground is warm enough in there. So it's things like lots of different types of tomatoes, bell peppers, hot peppers, that kind of thing. I am also still completing AvoCademy's UX UI Design Bootcamp, and I am still loving it. I am actually just entering week five of the bootcamp, so I am uh, a little more than halfway through. In the last week's lessons, I started learning about wireframing, and I built out the wireframe for my project, which is, is really basically like a rough digital mock-up of the app that I'm designing. However, I know that this is the right field to go into because I have started having dreams about building wireframes. So kind of like how you'll hear Andrea talk in today's interview about how she knows that she's on the right career path because she gets sucked into research around that career, I usually know that I'm on the right path if I'm dreaming about the thing that I'm working on. If you are thinking about trying something in tech and you are someone who is either great at problem solving and or you've always enjoyed designing things, you might check out UX UI design as well. I've dropped a link for Avocademy's bootcamp in my show notes. So if you want to learn more, check it out. The only other major thing that I've got going on right now is that I'm preparing to speak at a conference in the first week of April. It's mainly focused on case management and how to build a thriving new client pipeline while continuing to provide services for the clients that you already have. So preparing for that conference, along with starting seedlings and keeping up with Avocademy's readings and homework, has pretty much been my life for the past two weeks. So now that we are all caught up with me, let's jump into the interview with Andrea. Today, I'm speaking with Andrea Galbraith about her career switch from social work and corporate wellness to a thriving succulent business called Just Suck It. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm super stoked to, to chat with you and to learn more about your business and then also, you know, how I can a- avoid maybe killing my own succulents. So that'd be great. <laughs> but uh, before we kind of like dive into all that, I, I understand. So you had a 20 year career in social work and corporate wellness. Can you tell us like what made you take that leap to starting your own business in such a different area than your traditional career?
1: Well, it was a bit of a transition, really. Uh, I was a full-time social worker in Tennessee, and I was married at the time. And then I moved to California, and I wasn't working at all. I was a stay-at-home mom. And then I realized that wasn't for me. I love being a mom, but being a stay-at-home mom and not working wasn't enough. So I I actually was, um, I had pivoted a little bit to health and wellness. And I started teaching fitness classes and okay. um, created a few online programs. And then I got into corporate wellness around, I think, 2014. And that was really fun because it allowed me to combine my experience with social work, with health promotion and disease prevention. And I did that until the Corona apocalypse, when <laughs> all of my contracts were canceled. And mm. I had just redid my yard. It, it oh. to make it drought tolerant. And mm-hmm. I was obsessed with succulents and I thought, well, let me see what I can do with this. See if I could turn this into a business. And nice. it ended up being more successful than anything I've ever done.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. So were you, were you always kind of into, you know, gardening and succulents even before you redid your yard or did it actually stem from that?
1: Oh, no. I used to kill everything. Succulents are really (laughs) the only thing I've been able to keep alive. And I'm just now starting to get into pothos because other house plant enthusiasts have said, you got to try a pothos. Um, But now after two years of being able to keep succulents alive, I feel like I have more confidence. Mm -hmm. So I have three at home now that have been alive for several months of the pothos. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, the, the whole plant thing did not start until I redid my yard in 2020.
0: Mm, Okay, gotcha. And when you actually started your business, or when you were beginning to start start your business, did you have any like naysayers when you were talking about making that leap?
1: Um, I'm not going to say naysayers, but I have people who would emphasize how hard it was, and it's Mm. not nine to five, and the expense and how many businesses fail within five years and am I really thinking it through Um, so you know most of the people in my life are really supportive but they also didn't want me to fail and
0: Mm -hmm. they were
1: you know always wanting to make sure that I had some kind of backup plan which you know as a social worker I could always go back to social work if I wanted to so it was fine
0: there's definitely always a need for that pretty much everywhere
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I did hospice social work, which was, oh. which I absolutely loved. So I, that's probably something, if not that I plan on changing careers, but if I did, I would just probably go back to something like that.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. And did you have any fears when you first started the business?
1: Oh, absolutely. Fear of failure because there's so much, um, there's so much to learn. And when I worked for somebody else, when I was a hospice social worker, I didn't have to worry about the admin part. I just, Did my job and then I left. So I was really skilled at being a social worker, but there's so much to running a business like there's the admin and the finances and the marketing. And and I have a product based business. So managing the inventory, which is Mm -hmm. absolutely new. So being able to balance all of those things Mm -hmm. can be really overwhelming and really scary. Um, But I have to say, the difference between doing just second and Anything else that I've done is that I've learned over time that everything is figure outable. That's Marie mm-hmm. for earlier. that's not for me, but I love that. Everything is figure outable. So I decided to just say yes to everything. And I thought I'm gonna say yes to anything that's in line with my goals for the next 18 months. And yes. if I like it, I'll keep doing it. If I don't, I won't do it. but unless I say yes and try, I'm not going to know what works and what doesn't work. And I really think that that is one of the reasons why Just Suck It has been so successful. It's because I, even though I was afraid to try new things, I still said yes. And that's how I learned how to ship, because I didn't know how to ship a succulent, but someone asked me, do you ship? And I said, sure, yeah, yeah, you ship. And then... And then for a week, I was frantic watching YouTube videos and ordering um, succulent arrangements from other online stores. And then I would open up the box and record to see how it arrived because I didn't want to forget. And that's how I learned how to ship.
0: That's so awesome. And I wouldn't have thought of doing that kind of like market research. And I wouldn't have even thought to call it that. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's really, that's really cool. I
1: I knew that other people do it. Mm -hmm. So I could learn too. Yeah. why not just learn from other people who are experts? So I found some of the biggest online retailers of plants and succulents and just ordered several things from them. And it was interesting. They all pretty much shipped the same. So it wasn't that hard to figure out.
0: Yeah. And like why reinvent the wheel? That makes total sense. Exactly. And what would you say has been your biggest hurdle so far with Just Suck It?
1: (laughs) Well, the biggest one currently is... um, I was, I was sent a cease and desist from mm. Nike oh for gosh. trademark infringement. Ah, so I'm... that right now is literally the biggest obstacle I've ever had to deal with. Yes, that's and crazy. We're, we're, I know. We're still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. I think the whole thing's ridiculous. However, I have learned a lot about trademarks mm. and trademark law and famous trademarks. And I'm going to come out on top no matter what happens, whether I have to change my name or not. But this by far has been one of the biggest hurdles. And, and what's really interesting, actually, the lesson in this is that no matter how well we plan something out as a business owner, you try to do things right, but sometimes things just don't work the way that you plan. Right. And I, I did what I thought was right. I hired an attorney, filed the trademark, did the whole search. And then, and this happened. Mm. And, uh So the lesson for business owners or anybody who wants to switch is know that even with the best planning and the best intentions, sometimes things don't go as planned and you have to be willing to pivot.
0: And I mean, it's obviously this is not a good thing that Nike has sent you a cease and desist letter, but also like when you started your business, did you ever imagine that you would be capturing the attention of Nike?
1: I had no idea. You know, what's really (laughs) funny too is um, that in, in a matter of eight days, I was Sent so the cease and desist, and then a porn star shared my open letter to Phil Knight, who was the founder of Nike. And I thought, there's oh, no way, there's <laughs> no way I could have planned for this. There's who could have, who could have seen this happening?
0: Yes, that's so, so crazy.
1: I, there's also, I'm also there's a certain amount of delight in this just because it's uh, I couldn't plan for it, and I'm learning so much, and right. it's actually brought me several opportunities that probably wouldn't have happened. If they mm. hadn't sent the cease and desist, I want to keep my name. Of course. Obviously, but I've grown because of it. So <laughs> mm. I'm winning. I'm winning no matter what.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, obviously, it'd be great if you could keep your name, but some of your products have such great names, like some of your packages, that I could totally see those becoming your name, like the one that's called Embrace the Suck. Oh man, I could totally see that becoming a name if you had to shift.
1: It's in the running. It is in the okay. running that way. There there are a few. So I have plan A, plan B, plan C, and yes. I'm just going to, you know, put things out there and see what lands with my customers yeah, uh, because, smart. yeah, because, you know, the reason why, one of the reasons why I have such great customers is because we share the same sense of humor. They see the name and they wonder what in the world is this? And then they come to the website and then they, they love it. And then they order. I've had mm. several people say, I don't like the name. It's offensive it's rude. I'm never going to order from you. And I'm thinking, well, that's okay. You're not my customer. It's that's absolutely fine. So I really want to find a name that my customers will enjoy as well Mm. because it brings us together.
0: Right, right. That makes total sense. Yeah. Well, do you you feel like that you have any particular habits that have helped you to find success?
1: Yes. And this one um, is a double-edged sword because I go all in, sometimes to the point of being obsessive. And like the shipping thing, I I <laughs> dove in and it was all I thought about for like for a week straight. And I ordered so many different packing materials and tried so many different boxes. And um, and with succulents, I, when I was introduced to them and then I fell in love with them, I spent hours and hours watching YouTube videos. And I ordered books and I found blogs and blogs and, you know, people that I that could teach me about succulents. And literally all I did four months was learn about succulents. And I was like that with social work. I cut everything off. I wanted, when I decided to be a social worker, I decided I was going to be the best social worker I could be. So I didn't do anything except study about social work. And then when I was pivoted to exercise, the same thing, hours and hours Mm -hmm. and hours of books and videos and interviewing people and who you know who I thought were successful or who knew something that I didn't so I can get really obsessive about learning <laughs> mm. which is good
0: yeah I was just going to say, I think that can be so important, especially if, you know, you have a business where you're teaching other people how to care for the succulents that they purchase from you. So that makes total sense. And, you know, then you are providing such a better customer experience for them because you're so knowledgeable in that.
1: And that's why I do it. But when I say it's a double-edged sword is because sometimes they keep me up at night because oh then I'd be God. thinking about all these things and I've got to figure this out and I wonder about this plant and I wonder if I could put this plant over here and I, has anyone ever tried growing you know an echeveria in indoors and you know, so I and then I'll get up and then I'm next thing I know I'm spiraling down YouTube finding all these videos and that may or may not have anything to do with succulents, but it probably something to do with business so I've had some nights where I didn't get much sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like though that when you find yourself that sucked in <laughs> to your research, that you know that this is maybe the right thing right now for you for a career because you're so passionate? Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. That that is how I know I'm on to something. Uh what I have learned though is that I, I will get ideas and I think they're a really great idea and then I spend some time and then if I start having more questions that don't actually feel good I don't get excited mm-hmm. about it if I start having anxiety about figuring things out then I know that that's not the right mm. path for me now that's something that I have that I had to learn over time really paying attention to how I actually feel about something. So if I feel lit up and excited and I'm actually okay staying up all night because I'm learning Mm -hmm. something new, then then I know it's right. But if it starts to create anxiety and it doesn't feel good anymore, then that's when I know I need to let it go. Mm, That makes total sense. Gotcha.
0: So kind of shifting to talking about your business. So one of your products is the Success Box, which has a potted succulent, a notebook, and a pen, which I think is a really cool gift, honestly, for somebody who's like landed a new job or like started a new business. I think it's a really cool gift to get somebody else. But what is actually your biggest seller right now?
1: Uh, It would be a tie between that, the Success Box, and the Pamper Me Box. Ooh. And that's just full of fun little spa things, so you can have a little spa day at home. That's cool. but the success box. I'm glad you noticed that. I I love that one because I'm a pen to paper girl, mm. and I know we live in the an age of digital <laughs> and to do lists on the phone. But for me, I I download better on a piece of paper. So I I, I have pens and notebooks everywhere. And I, I like to brainstorm everything on paper and then I take the important bits, like my to-do list, since my photo is with me all the time, mm-hmm. then I transfer that to my phone. Oh. But to me, for any cre- anybody who's creative or anybody who really needs to focus on you know, or to brainstorm if they're creating something, I think it's really important to have a pen and a notebook and that might make me old school, but that gift box will always be on my website because... Mm-hmm. I stand by
0: it. Yeah, yeah. And now I also saw that you're an author and then you have an ebook called Embrace the Suck: Life Lessons Inspired by Succulents. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Sure. It's less of an ebook and more <laughs> of a I don't know, just a little downloadable PDF and yeah. some of my favorite lessons that I that succulents can teach us. And mm. this probably has to do with my background as a social work As a social worker, And my uh, my belief that everybody has the ability to grow and change. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to use succulents to share that message. And embrace the suck is a little bit of, obviously, to play in on the word of, you know, the phrase embracing the suck. But also suck is in succulents and the lessons that they can teach us. And I just have my favorite analogies. Like when you cut the roots off of a succulent, they grow back. Uh, but while they're growing back, it doesn't always look pretty. And that's Mm -hmm. what healing is. We will always recover and sometimes life happens and it feels like our roots are cut off from underneath us. Mm -hmm. And while we are healing, it's not pretty, but our roots always grow back and we can grow back stronger. Mm -hmm. So that's that's one of my favorite analogies. I was
0: going to say that's such a good analogy. Yeah.
1: Yes. And then the other one, many succulents, if you take the leaf off, and you just put it down, does not need water, does not need lighter soil, it will grow into a new plant because everything that it needs is already in the leaf. Hmm. And we are that way too. We have everything that we need in order to grow into the people we want to be. At some point, we're going to need help like that leaf. Hmm. It's going to need water and it's going to need light. Um, but as far as the basics, what we need to, to thrive in life, we already have. We don't need to look outside for that. And that's another analogy that I love to share.
0: Yeah. I love that one too. And do you, do you feel like there's anything that you would have missed out on had you not started Just Suck It?
1: Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Um, The confidence that I've gained from this and really it's because I decided to say yes. Mm -hmm. I have said yes to things that I would have said no to before because I would be afraid to make mistakes Uh, and, or, you know, fear of failure. And Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I got an email asking if I could do 300 boxes. Oh my God. I think Andrea <laughs> five years ago would have been like, "There's no way! I don't know how! I can't do it! That's too much!" And I just replied, "Sure, yes. When do you need it?" And then, <laughs> and then I then I ran off panicking, trying right. to figure out how to do 300 boxes. But it's because of that that like my my confidence has grown a lot, just as a person, as an individual, and then as a business owner. And I I just I don't know what else could have happened in my life to help me grow, no pun intended, <laughs> um, the way that I have in the year and a half, almost two years that I've had to suck it. It's yeah. it's just been amazing. The people I've met and I never thought I'd have a product-based business. So it, it's also helped me recognize some of these limiting beliefs that I've had, thinking that I'm only ever going to do something service-based because I have to feel like I'm making a difference Mm -hmm. and I'm still making a difference with succulents and gift boxes. Yeah, So it's really helped me open up my mind and improve my confidence too.
0: That's awesome. I feel like there's an analogy there about like Growing to the size of your pot, and then having to like switch to a larger pot when you the succulent gets too large. I don't know. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, that that's a good one, and I'm going to work on that. And <laughs> I was going to say I'll, I'll let you finesse,
0: obviously. But no, no,
1: that's a good one. I like it.
0: <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so now, what advice would you give to other women out there who are thinking about starting a business?
1: I would say go for it. Um, do the research. See what the competition is. But if there's something inside of you that feels like You need more, or you want to try. You just should. And the reality is, your first business might be successful; it might not be. Mm. But I think it's more important to try and not have the success that you hope for than wondering that than not trying and then wondering wonder if I had tried, if I would have had success. I literally have had very moderate success with anything that I've done in the last decade as someone who's self-employed. And it's, but it's because all of these, um, all of my experiences with the with corporate wellness and having some online programs, and um, surrounding myself with other business owners that I was able to create just suck it, and then for it to have the success that it has. So, number one, go for it. Yeah. Two, know that um, is is it Facebook that says fail fast? Is it? Have you heard that expression? I feel that. Yeah.
0: Fail early. Fail yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fail. Yeah. So. Know that making mistakes and what other people might see as failure is actually a learning opportunity mm. and for for you to improve. And I use that approach with Just Suck It, and it's been really helpful.
0: So, now where can we learn more about you and your awesome succulents?
1: Well, I right now you could go to justsuckit.com or just suck it on Instagram, and I'm just suck it OC on TikTok. That probably will be changing. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, but right now, that's how people can find me. And, um, and my email is andrea with two Cs. If you put S-U-C-K, I am not responsible for anything that comes up on your internet.
0: <laughs> not safe for work. Got it. No, no. no. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Andrea. Well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. This was fun. This was such a fun interview. I feel like I got a ton of great business advice from chatting with Andrea. I did, however, want to correct one thing I said in the episode when Andrea and I were talking about the whole fail fast in business thing. I said it was fail early, fail fast, but the phrase is actually fail fast, fail often. And there's a book about it that I've dropped a link for in the show notes. As someone who has had two businesses, I totally agree with the fail fast, fail often mentality. Sure, do some research before starting a business to make sure you're as prepared as you can be, but you won't be prepared for everything. As Andrea mentioned, you can plan and prep all you want, but sometimes things happen that you simply can't plan for, like receiving a cease and desist letter from Nike. But you'll handle those unplanned things when they happen and pivot or adapt to the situation as needed. However, if you get stuck in that research mode instead and don't start your business out of fear of failure, then you'll never start at all regardless of what it is that you want to start, whether it's a business or starting a new job or trying out some courses or training in an entirely new field. Sometimes setting a hard start date can help you get unstuck from research mode and get you started on your path. All right, that's all I have for today. Remember listeners that the show will be switching to a once a month interview episode for now with no solo episodes in between. But when I do come back, I'll be chatting with wine owner and negotiant Krishan Lampley about her journey of building a national wine brand. Until then, go find out. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope the information helps you tackle your own career switch goals. You can let me know what you thought of the show by messaging me on Instagram at gofindoutcareerswitch or commenting on one of my TikToks at evergrowthcoach. That's it for today. Now go find out.